the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon to you. How you doing, Kath? It's a special day. It is a very special day. Boy, we've been having a little snack here in the studio. Uh, not just any snack. It's, I think it's one of my favorite snacks. Really? Yeah. Wait, just like an hour ago, you never even had this snack. No, no, no. I don't mean this particular oh, okay. one. I mean the general, the general category of pretzel, which we celebrate because it's National Pretzel Day. National, National Pretzel Day. Remember National Pretzel Day in the office? Remember when Michael Scott waits in line for a soft pretzel? He's gone for like six hours. Remember that? He did drive like to New York City. <laughs> so good. I, I would not say it's not my one of my top of them. You wouldn't say pretzel's no, one of your favorites. No, no. Oh my gosh, it's a complete staple of my life. I, but I like his big, warm, soft pretzel. Oh my gosh, like they're auntie, my favorite. What are they, Auntie Anne's? Oh, no, I don't like this. I don't like Auntie Anne's. Too much. I, yeah, it's too no, much. I agree. Yeah, it could be I little, like the ballpark uh, ones better. Really? The yeah. ballpark ones? I like the one at the ballpark. No, at the, I don't mean that's the brand. I mean at the ballpark. I've never had one at the ballpark. I've never. No, you look at me like you're disappointed. I've never. You had have one. never had a soft pretzel at the ballpark. Here's my choice: given the choice between nachos and a pretzel, I'm doing nachos 100 oh, percent of the doing, time. I'm doing pretzels 100 percent of the what? time. I have never, not a single time, eaten nachos. Well, at the you're ballpark. missing out. Never. I don't but, like the chips. I love the chips. No, nope. I love the I cheese, like and more importantly, yeah, I love the jalapenos. Oh, so, yeah, forget That's it. What I'm doing. No, I'm do. I always do a pretzel. Always. Really? Yeah. Huh. Nah. Sushi first, then the pretzel. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, nothing says the old ballpark <laughs> like sushi. I recognize Unless that's not LA. a traditional choice. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I would still, be really careful like about ballpark sushi. I'm seriously. I mean, a hot dog. I, I've eaten it multiple times. I've had ballpark sushi ten times You'll at PNC. I've never like, regretted it. You know, I feel good about it. Harbinger of feel, ill will. I feel here. really good about. It. Okay, so it's National Pretzel Day. Mm-hmm. So to celebrate, you've brought this mm. to us here. This is a unique brand. Yeah. Okay. Bottom of Giant Eagle today. Which I have never had. Very good. Well, I, apparently I did have it that one time. Extra salty. Right, which put me in a sodium coma, Holy so I've heck, never been able to have that again. Too much. Anyway, so unique brand. Something's coming your way. Extra dark splits. Do you know these, Mike? Yep. You love these. Mike, you going to have some? Mike loves these. During I've the never, commercial break. How have yeah. I missed these? They're called splits apparently because they have deep grooves. Groovy. It says uh, the original split open pretzel. Well, that's good. And to make it even better. Oh, my gosh. Hell of a good dip. Oh, yeah. Can you believe he has that, too? Oh. And by the way, we're not talking to new Mike in the studio. We're talking to Classic Mike. Classic, classic Mike, Mike welcome back. Yeah, Classic Mike. We're so Mike's excited to have Classic Mike there. New Mike's uh, taking a little vacation. Yeah, he's taking a vacation. He's at a men's retreat. And he missed the... Uh, he's at a men's retreat, by the way, new Mike. Yeah, he needs it. Or when he arrived, he had to turn in his phone. 
Uh-huh. He said he was going to have trouble sleeping last night, just imagining what that moment of parting. Well, you know what though, he's like. texting us even up until yeah. Showtime, I was going to say so. apparently he hasn't given up his phone yet. I keep getting messages. No, from I don't him. think so. Anyway, okay, so we've got extra dark splits. John, thank you for these. My pleasure. And uh, they're darker and bolder. They, That's what the thing says. They're delicious. Are they, not? they are super good. But can you pass me that dip? Fabulous. Yeah, sure. The dip is the key. Oh, the God. dip is the absolute key. <laughs> no, wait a second. It's I did, so delicious. I, I thought you wanted a dipper. Oh no. <laughs> Pause here. Let I'm not a... dipping in cheese. No. Not dipping in mustard. You certainly not dipping in. No. I like a mustard on my pretzel. No, absolutely not. Like Never. Some hot mustard. Never. On the side. Do you want to dip that? Hey, dip it oh, right thank in you there. so much. It's Very delicious. Very nice and duty. For those of you who aren't with us, first of all, we're oh. sad about it. Second of all, that's so good. You need to get yourself to a pretzel as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, classic Mike's about to come through the glass. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. It's really, really excellent. That is so good. Yeah. Man. And great that National Pretzel Day is happening uh, the night of uh, game one of the Pens versus the Caps. Mm. You watching the game, eh? Heck yeah. No, no. I'm going to miss it. How can you miss this game? There's a lot of hockey left. Well, we hope there's a lot of hockey left. There I mean, is. I certainly optimistically think that there there's is, but still, left. it's not like mm-hmm. it's for sure. Right. I'm going to the theater this evening. I'm going to go oh, see. Now you're, oh, now you're going to be highbrow. You're going to be like, you know, I used to live in Manhattan. This is like, you know, the erudite life. No, no, no. No, I want to go see some theater. Um, our friend Darren Elliker here works at the station. Yeah. You hear his voice. He's yeah. fine working on all the commercials. Uh, he's, he's at the theater this evening. He is in the cast of Hamlet at the Pittsburgh Public. And I never go see a show this early, but he said, this show is ready. So I'm jumping on that right now. Oh, wait. We just got a text from New Mike. Oh, he's still driving. Oh, okay. That's why he still okay. has the phone. I've not arrived. I'm jealous that you're eating pretzels. However, I would also prefer nachos instead of pretzels. See? Because Mike gets it together. Mike. What the heck? Okay, classic Mike. Would you prefer nachos or pretzels? No, you'd prefer pretzels. You know, yes, why? Because you know what's really? going on in the world. Really? Okay, well, so we're split evenly here. Okay, two and two. Listen, I said this before. For years, there was a guy in downtown Pittsburgh on Fifth Avenue in front of, well, he would move around a little bit, but uh, he'd be like on the corner of Fifth and um, Smithfield. And he had like a little glass case on a tabletop, and he smoked like these disgusting little short stogies. And inside that little glass case were six or seven soft pretzels of dubious quality. (laughs) I used to walk by that guy, and I think, he's making a living somehow. Someone finds those pretzels appealing because he's been there for like ever. Mm -hmm. I wonder whatever happened to him. You never got a pretzel from him, not a single time? Oh, no. I, I would never buy a food product from someone smoking a cigar. No, that's just not good. <laughs> not that's di- not appetizing. That is not good. No, absolutely uh-uh. not. Uh-uh. All right, let me tell you a news story I came across today in the Smithsonian Magazine. Okay. Really interesting here. Um, new evidence suggests that Anne Frank, author of The Diary of Anne Frank, hmm. um, may not have been betrayed. I mean, that's what we've thought all along, right, is that the the way that Anne Frank and her family – Ended up in the first camp and then after that in Auschwitz was because they were betrayed by someone who knew that right, they were hiding right. um, and gave them up. But yeah. so let, let me read you this. OK, it's been more than 72 years since Anne Frank and her family were arrested. Wow. In their hiding place in Amsterdam. Um, now, as we said, historians, not just us, but historians have long thought that this was instigated by a famous or infamous betrayal. But that might not be how the story really unfolded. Really? Um 
This is Erin Blakemore's article in, in Smithsonian. Uh, she says historians are still studying the events of August 4th, 1944, when Anne and the seven other Jews she hid with in an increasingly tense circumstance for over two years were arrested and taken ultimately to concentration camps. Hmm. Um, but previously overlooked clues in Anne's own diary have helped trigger a new theory about this. Okay, so let's talk about the old theory first. The old theory was that someone found out that a group of Jews were hiding in an office building in the heart of Amsterdam and then ratted them out to Nazi authorities. Right. Now, that's what Anne Frank's father thought, Otto, and he's the only one out of all the eight that survived the Holocaust. Which is shocking, right? He's the only, so that's what he thought happened. Okay, and of course, there's been debate for years as to who that betrayer actually yes. was. So, yeah. they first um, people thought it was Willem von Maren, who worked in the warehouse below where they were hidden. Um, but despite two investigations into his involvement, nothing, nothing. was ever proven. Right? Then, uh, biographer Melissa Mueller later pointed the finger at Lena Hartog van Blotteren, who regularly cleaned the building. Mm. Okay, they thought it was her. And also a Dutch man named Anton Allers um, claimed in 2002 that his anti-Semitic father had betrayed the Franks and then may have gone on to blackmail Otto after the war. But wow. again, neither one of these two cases ever proven. But now historian Gerton Brock of the, An- of the Anne Frank house contests that the Franks maybe weren't betrayed at all. He said rather than look for who betrayed them. Historians should look at why the raid in 1944 took place. Okay, He learned that investigators who arrested the Franks that day were not assigned to hunt down Jews, but rather were on duty to spot what they called, quote, economic violations. And in Anne's diary, she herself wrote about the difficulties they were having as a family after the men who provided uh, illegal ration cards to them were arrested so mm. that they, their supply of food was cut off, right? Um so perhaps, he says, and more likely, the family was inadvertently discovered during an investigation concerning ration card fraud. Wow. I mean, that's a huge change <clears throat> from sure what is. we thought all along. Now, we'll never know for sure what transpired during the arrest, uh-huh. right? And even this, other news, just last year, historians uncovered evidence that suggests that Anne Frank died a month earlier than historians had previously thought. So they're hoping that with perspectives like like this uh, Gerton Brock of the Anne Frank House, that historians will start to uncover even more about Anne's life and death because she is quite possibly the central figure of literature yes. to write about World War II. I think for most of us, for a lot of people who are not Jewish, she's the face of the Holocaust. I agree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so trying to construct what happened to her life and her family's life, I think, is meaningful to millions of people that want to understand no more doubt. about exactly how World War II unfolded. So anyway, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Smithsonian.com. What was that? Just last week we talked about a percentage, a large percentage of people don't know about the Holocaust, right? Don't know about it. It was 44% yeah. of American adults asked didn't know that Auschwitz was a concentration camp. That's crazy. Camp. That's crazy. Hey, with that, also, uh, a little later on the show, we're going to talk about J-Film, which is the 25th anniversary of the Jewish Film Festival yeah. here in the city of Pittsburgh. It's super cool. Yeah. We've got a, a great show for you lined up. Uh, our first guest in just a few minutes, you've yeah. heard the story maybe about what's happening in Britain. Alfie Evans. Yes. David French from the National Review is going to bring us up to date to talk about all the dynamics of that heartbreaking case. Stay with us. Ride home with John McAfee. 
101.5 WORD. Ann White's marriage was in desperate trouble, but she was terrified to let anyone know. On the next Focus on the Family, Ann talks about how God helped her to break through dysfunctional patterns and finally ask for help. A courageous story about a marriage that was wonderfully restored. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon's Crump from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need to get to a short list of qualified candidates fast. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using our intuitive online dashboard. Your time is precious. Let Indeed help you get to your shortlist of qualified candidates. Host a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. You know, oftentimes, truth is way, way stranger than fiction. And what's going on right now in England, the story, heartbreaking story of Alfie Evans. You just can't make this stuff up. David French is with us. David is a senior writer at National Review. He is also the author of a best-selling New York Times bestseller, Rise of ISIS, A Threat We Can't Ignore. And David, welcome back to the show. So we're always happy that you're with us. Thanks so much for having me back. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think last time I talked to you guys was in person. Yeah, this hey. isn't as fun, no. I'll be honest with you. Because yeah. we're having pretzels and Yeah, especially today. it's National Pretzel Day, David. Did you, did you know that? 
I did not know that. Oh. I have, I have not observed the day. I'm yeah, that's sad. Well, we're having pretzels and dip right here, and think how much you're missing. <laughs> yeah, I know I am. I'm missing a lot. Yeah, I feel sad for you. All right, so the story of Alfie Evans. Um, I don't. It's hard to get our minds around as uh, as Americans. I think that we're so soaked in our history of individual liberty and the the liberties that our families enjoy, especially over the futures of their children, that when you read a story about Alfie Evans, who's suffering from a terminal uh, neurodegenerative disease, um, and then you hear that he's hospitalized, and then the hospital has decided to withdraw all medical support from him because they have decided it's time for him to die. And then you find out that that decision is supported by the courts in Britain and that the parents have no say over it whatsoever. You think, wow, this is... Is like this sounds like something that would happen on the other side yes. of the earth. So, David, in a nutshell, could you could you take that what Kath's talking about and make that tell us the story? Yeah. So, essentially, what's happening is you have a you have a child who's been diagnosed with a terminal illness who is in the British national healthcare system. So, the British the British system is a national system. It's a centralized system, and the courts have decided it is in his best interest for that child to die. And that even though the parents are fit parents, and even though the parents do not agree uh, with the decision to remove child uh, life support, that it is in Alfie Evans' best interest to be removed from child support uh, from life support, and therefore, um, it is unlawful for them to remove him from the hospital, even to another hospital that's willing to take him in Italy. The Italians have given him citizenship. The Vatican has intervened. There's a bed waiting for him, an air ambulance waiting for him, a bed waiting for him at a hospital in the Vatican. But because the legal determination has been made under British law that it is in the child's best interest for the child to die, uh, they have not only withdrawn care, they have blocked the family from moving their own child to another hospital. It's one of the more barbaric stories I've, I've read in... You know, in a nation like Britain, which is you know one of the cradles of Western civilization. And so, David, here's the here's the wild thing that they withdrew life support. Right, Alfie was on a ventilator. Right. Yesterday, they withdrew life support. He is still thriving. He's still he's fighting for his life. He's still alive. Uh, this was not supposed to happen. He was supposed to die very very quickly, um, according to the you know the, the medical reports. The ventilator and the ventilator alone was sustaining life. Um, and but he's he's living. He's we're now moving in toward day three, and so we're moving towards day three of him fighting to live on his own. And the hospitals are still withholding care from him. And and it, it's it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing where we are uh, with this story. It's one of the more heartbreaking things uh, that I have seen in recent years. Now, I remember when Charlie Gard was in a similar situation. With Terry Schiavo. Right. Yeah, but Charlie Gard was much more recent. Um, but And it was also in Britain. Um, help us to understand, if you can, David, what the rationale is of the hospital system and the British government. Yeah, so essentially, you know, here's, here's a distinction between where we are right now between, say, American law and, and British law. In American law, the liberty of the parents to define... The, uh, the care and treatment of their own children, you know, so of course, so long as they can pay for that treatment and they have a hospital bed and, you know, people that are willing to treat and all of those, all of those factors, 
the parents are going to be able to define the course of treatment for their child, uh, barring a ruling that they're unfit parents. So, you know, that they're abusing their child. Um, now, courts will sometimes get involved in these decisions when parents disagree. You know, in other words, there's no clear parental direction. Um, and so courts will get involved under a best interest of the child standard. But the default position is that the, the family, the, the, if they're fit parents, they make the calls here. And what Britain is doing is saying, no, 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 no. There, there's no finding that these parents are unfit. They're fit parents. They're loving parents. They're making defensible decisions. But what the court in Britain is saying is, no, their liberty interest in caring for and their own child is trumped by the state's parental interest in that child. So the state gets to decide the best interest of the child, even when the family is fully functioning and loving. And that's different from uh, where America, where American law is right now. So essentially, David, their, their belief is that the state is a better, more fit parent than actual parents. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't say that this is the state, um, that this is the state shepherding its resources because there's another nation and another hospital willing to take this child free of charge. So this isn't a situation where these parents are saying, hey, British government, you are obligated to care for our terminally ill child indefinitely uh, with, you know, at at limitless cost and expense. Now, look, people understand that the claims of one family on the resources of everyone else are not, you know, unlimited. But this is a situation where they're saying, British government, if you're not willing to care for our child, here we have an alternative that we can do that's, you know, elite medical care from another country. And the British government is saying, no, we have determined we're acting in loco parentis for the sake of this child to make this child die. David French is with us. David is a senior writer for National Review, a senior fellow at the National Review Institute, and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. David, you said um, that this is uh, not American law, uh, but this does portend that there may be something coming across the shores. Yeah, so this is this is a philosophical battle we have here in this country, that if we lose this philosophical battle, there really isn't a fundamental moral uh, safeguard against this kind of really what is tyranny, actually. And the, and the philosophical battle is this. I mean, the foundation of American liberty is found in the Declaration of Independence, which says that our rights come from God. Among them, life, liberty, both life and liberty are implicated here, and the pursuit of happiness. And that governments are instituted among men to secure these liberties. So the very purpose of the government is to secure our liberty. But there's a lot of people who just flat out don't believe this anymore. So they're just, they're not going to, they don't believe rights are coming from God, in part because they don't believe in God. Um, They reject a lot of the ideas of the American founding. And so if our rights don't come from God, They come from government. Government moves from being the defender of our liberty to the definer of our liberty. And when that occurs, the safeguards that we have as Americans, our fundamental freedoms, freedoms that we take for granted, begin to be eroded. And you you already are seeing a lot of this process underway. Some of these fundamental freedoms that have been defined, for example, in the Bill of Rights, as the unalienable rights that are given to us by our Creator— 
are now being recast and in, in being questioned. So we've seen free speech, for example, come under increasing siege culturally and now under more siege legally. We've seen due process come under increasing siege culturally. And there are periodic attacks on parental authority, for example, and parental authority over your own children and and the education and the uh, the, the instruction of your own children. So these are very live battles that we're having. We cannot ever take for granted the notion that this belief that our liberty comes from uh, our Creator and government exists to defend that liberty is just the way things are and always will be in America, because there is a strong intellectual movement that just flat out disagrees with this. Yeah, and I think that there's no way to... Re- I, John and I have talked so many times over the years about, you know, the movement of people who tend to look at American history and say, you know what, our founders were profound Christians. And I think that that's overblown. Um, however, yeah. I don't think there's any possible way to deny that the way they envisioned our government to work was not workable without a belief in a God. Right. Well, you know, when, when the founding document says, um, we are endowed by our Creator. I mean, that's that's not you know you don't have to be a you know um, you know you don't have to be a small Orthodox Christian or all five points Calvinist or believing in every element of the Catholic Catechism's Christian to understand the truth of that statement. And so, but you know that's a that's a ecumenically true statement uh, that our our um, we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. But the elimination of that statement, the, elimin- the, the secularization of the worldview, removes safeguards for our liberty. Uh, it does. It absolutely does. And so I think that that's one thing that is important for people to remember here. Now, I'm not saying that the Alfie Evans case is coming immediately. We still have strong liberty interests protecting parental rights. But I will say this. Our nation's respect for and bias towards life is under definite siege, as we have seen in cases like the Terry Schiavo cases and other like that. Now, they're different because those involve disputes between family members and questions about what Terry Schiavo's own wishes would have been in similar circumstances. Um, so they're, they're distinguishable. They're not as bad as the Alfie Evans case. But again, you know, we, we have, and I have been involved and in, in worked for law firms like the Alliance Defending Freedom where in the in the event of disagreements between family members, we had to fight hard to preserve the bias towards life. David, one more question before you leave us. Our time's almost up. We were talking about this story last night in our house, my husband and I and our, our 16-year-old daughter. And Katie Rose, my daughter, said, Mom, you have to, you have to be misunderstanding that case. That can't actually be happening. And I said, no, that actually is happening. She, I mean, it took us a while to convince her this actually was happening. I th- and that was so, she's 15. that was so instructive to me. I thought, wow, she, she's a, a perfect example. She's still young. Um, but she, her understanding of individual freedom is really, is profoundly fixed in her. Right. But I, you know, here's the, uh, here's the counter to that. And that's encouraging to hear that. Um, but the counter to that is, is just read my Twitter mentions from fellow Americans who think that the idea that the parents have the right to remove their child uh, and take that child to Italy for further care, that that's just absurd, and that it is indeed in the best interests of the child. 
for the child to pass away. So I is mean, that, that a, this, so? So if you look at my daughter, say, as, well, as representing one group, and your you know your Twitter haters representing the other group, is that a, <laughs> is that a difference of of you know religious worldview? Is that a difference of understanding of policy perspective? I mean, how do you read that? Well, there there is it's a combination of the two. So I think religious worldview. Um, Policy positions are downstream from worldview, and I think that when you know there, we have a very live battle in this country over the notion of life itself, um, the concept of lives worth living, and who decides which lives are worth living. I mean, we just had you know Ruth Marcus of the Washington Post strongly defend the ability, the right of people to essentially render Down syndrome children extinct, um, and and on the basis that you know these moms should be able to decide if that life is a life worth living. Uh, and so we, we do have very live battles in this country over the notion of whether if you're going to respect and protect life, you're going to do it. You're only going to respect and protect those lives that are deemed worth living. And, and we have a real battle over that right now. And yes. now we have less of, but it's still coming of a battle over parental authority. Um, but that is that is a lot that is still a live issue. It's less of a live issue than the definition of, of of lives worth living, but it is still a live issue. And and we also have a very big battle over the authority of the state. How much uh, should the state be in the business of defining our liber- liberties versus defending our liberties? David, thanks so much for being with us. We always appreciate your time here. Thanks so much for having me. Deeply appreciated. David French from the National Review. You can find him on Twitter at David A. French on Twitter. Uh, prayers, of course, for Alfie Evans, that sweet life, and her parents as well. His, His sweet life, yes, and the parents as well. Take a break. Be back. Uh, we're going to talk about fighting fair in just a few minutes. This is an amazing story about one of our own. His name is Guy Reschenthaler, and Western Pennsylvania is his home. Guy Reschenthaler volunteered for duty in the Iraq War. As a JAG officer in Iraq, Guy Reschenthaler prosecuted nearly 100 dangerous terrorists. But Guy Reschenthaler did something else. He successfully defended a Navy SEAL falsely accused of misconduct. That's the kind of person Guy Reschenthaler is. If you need help, Guy is there. Here at home, we elected Guy Reschenthaler Magisterial District Judge, and then we elected Guy to the State Senate. Guy Reschenthaler is a proven winner. He's also a proven conservative. Guy Reschenthaler believes life is a gift from God and must be protected. That's why he supported groundbreaking pro-life legislation and worked to defund Planned Parenthood. Guy Reschenthaler, a conservative champion for Congress. Conservatives or PA paid for and is responsible for this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.conservativesforpa.com This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day. And our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. 
honestly priced. You can't change the whole world, but you can be part of the change in the world for a child living in poverty by becoming a Compassion International Child Sponsor. You can choose a child to sponsor now at Compassion.com slash radio. That's Compassion.com slash radio. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Visit ndrnow.com. That's ndrnow.com. Go now to ndrnow.com. ndrnow.com. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 45 degrees. Tomorrow, clouds and breaks of sunshine. With a shower and spots for the afternoon and evening, the high 66 degrees. Some clouds for tomorrow night, low 44. Variably cloudy skies for Saturday, breezy and cooler with a couple of showers in the area. High Saturday, 51 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. You know, um, Kath, you and your husband, you never fight, right? <laughs> you know what? It's smooth sailing all the time, John. I agree. That's yeah. exactly how things go in my marriage. <laughs> yes. Right? No. Good. Well, listen, the truth is, if you're married, you know, of course, that all couples fight. But uh, Les and Leslie Parrott, they are coming to town about teaching couples how to fight fairly. Mm-hmm. Leslie Parrott is with us Friday, April 27th, this Friday evening at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. And, uh, information at wordfm.com. But Leslie, welcome to the show. You're going to teach us how to fight well, yes? Hey, thank you. Yeah, just what you wanted to talk about, fighting. And apparently the two couples here don't fight at all. No. So I guess my job is done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We've read your book. You. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, look, the seri- look, what John said is right, is that everybody fights. Um, and, you know, so, you know, you see people maybe at, you know, your school or your church or your neighborhood, and they always seem so happy. But the bottom line is that we all have difficulties. I guess it's just whether we're going to stuff all of our problems or we're going to learn how to talk about them. I love that admission because, yes, fighting conflict is inevitable. It really is. We just step on each other's toes in the dance of life. It's not that we're mean-spirited or trying to pick a fight with the people we love the most. In fact, one of the things that Les and I do in our time together, which, by the way, even though it's about conflict, is a really fun date night. I'm going to make that pledge to couples because we know you have to laugh about this stuff or you can't begin to learn. And so we start there with the fun factor. But, you know, conflict is just inevitable, and the goal is to take what's going to happen anyway and demystify the fact that it happens even with the person we love the very most in the planet, and then give great strategies for how to navigate that. So, Leslie, 
people can learn how to fight well, right? And is this true? Uh, most of us learn how to fight by watching our parents fight. Oh, so true. We all have this sort of unconscious understanding of what it look, looks like to have a fight or not have a fight, whether it's lively or infrequent or, you know, we all have our own fight type and our fight types were definitely shaped in great part by what we saw growing up. So we all have our own fight type and uh, there is so much to learn. What you said is the absolute truth. We now know more about simple but profound skills that can change everything that can take those dumb fights that we often have and even the bad and destructive fights and turn them into the goal, which is just a really good, healthy fight that drives us, you know, closer together and makes our relationship even just sort of more sturdy and healthy Mm -hmm. than it's ever been. Mm Mm-hmm. WORD welcomes doctors Les and Leslie Parrott to Fight Night. This is going to be a great event. It's going to be filled with a lot of laughs, with insight, new strategies for your relationship, whether you are engaged or you've been married for 50 years. Listen, it's coming up Friday, April 27th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Details are available right now at wordfm.com. So, Leslie, uh, I'm sure that... um you know, you go through these periods. I think I'll just speak for myself. You go through these periods where it feels like you are at each other all the time. And then, of course, the, the flip side of that, you go through long stretches where life is good. And, you're, you know, the, the tension is not such a big deal at all. So why is that? Why are there these peaks and valleys in all marriages? Wouldn't it just be wonderful if it was all peaks all the time? Yes, it would be wonderful. It was all peaks all the time. <laughs> Except that, I mean, the downside of that is... Really, it's in the valleys that our love deepens, and we come to know each other and know we can count on each other and trust each other. So while it's not like the goal is to create conflict, we're just acknowledging, even if it's not your season right now, it the season comes again because there is an ebb and flow to life, and you nailed it. We don't know always what creates it. It might be just a developmental reality or a circumstance or even a biological reality or, you know, something that happens way outside of our control. In fact, one of the things Les and I have always realized in working for three decades with couples is that, you know, bad things happen to really good marriages. Mm -hmm. Couples deal with bad things. They didn't create themselves, but have to sort of be resilient in the face of. And when you have the tools that we know help you navigate conflict in a way that takes the bite out of it, you're going to have this beautiful gift of a life partner to share those ebbs and flows. I mean, it really changes everything. It's a game changer. It's life-altering and Mm soul-altering. So we really don't want couples to miss out on that. And listen, we've been married 33 years ourselves. We are not up there as some perfect couple, uh, as you guys jokingly started out. We're up there telling, listen, we're professionals, but this is hard-earned. We're a couple trying to put these tools into practice and working on it daily, too. So, you know, we're laughing as much about our own experiences, but we're also saying it works. Like, it really <laughs> does work. These are these are deep truths relationally and even for people for whom this matters deeply biblically. So they're solid and they work. Very nice. Word FM welcomes Les and Leslie Parrott. Learn how to fight at Fight Night.
tomorrow night, Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Details at wordfm.com. All right, last question for you, Leslie, because our time's almost up. What can people expect to get out of this? Is it going to be actual? Is it going to be, you know, just conversation about fighting? Or are there going to be actual strategies that people can take home? Well, I love this. First of all, you know, you don't have to come with your guard up. For especially every guy out there is like, oh, yes, my spouse wants to drag me to this, and I'm going to feel guilty. It's not that. So you can just relax and breathe deep. We are going to help you to learn and laugh. You're going to walk out of there with literally simple tools that you can begin to put in practice the very day you leave that will make a difference in how connected you feel and will lower the level of tension between you. And that is a pretty good payoff. And we we put our whole heart and soul into that. As Les is a you know clinical psychologist, I'm a marriage and family therapist. We're passionate about this as a couple and professionals. We give our all to this. In fact, our BHAG, which is a big, hairy, audacious goal, <laughs> is to literally re- reverse the divorce rate in North America by a third. And everything we do is to make couples delighted with their marriages, and that's the gift we want to offer. I'm into that. Well, Leslie, we welcome you with open arms here in the city of Pittsburgh. Can't wait for hey, you. Thanks. Come yeah. fix all our problems. <laughs> please, we beg you. Please, yes. <laughs> yes. We'll see you soon. Very nice. Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott in town tomorrow night. Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Details at wordfm.com. WORD. There's a hymn that tells about being safe in the arms of Jesus. Well, when you're put into Christ by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you become a part of His body. You're not just safe in His arms. You are as safe as an arm of Jesus Christ. You are as safe as a part of His body. Dr. McGee has this and many more truths to share with you from the book of 2 Corinthians this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails, so it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 75% off labor and installation. That's 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS. Call now and you'll even get a free $100restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855 the number 4 new gutters and get LeafGuard today. 855 the number 4 new gutters. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. 
At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Leslie Parrott, it seems like a really fun night. I think it, she's she's not just a funny person; she's a smart person. Yes, a lot of wisdom. Yeah, there's to a say. lot of training that they've done, and they're but yet they're also still relatable. Yep, fight night with Doctor Les and Leslie Parrott tomorrow. Can you believe evening. they have the same name? Basically, what was that like when they first met? I mean, what, was it like? Love hi, at my first name's time? Les. Hi, my name's Les. Oh yeah, oh that's <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, let's get married. Yeah, they're going to be at uh, Victory Family Church tomorrow evening in Cranberry, PA. Mm-hmm. We happen to have three pair of tickets. Right here in our grubby, pretzel-stained hands. <laughs> I think some of the tickets have dip on them. Uh, that's okay. It'll just make them smell nicer when you get them. Actually, these are will-call tickets. And they're free. Free. So you've been thinking about going and you think, eh, I don't think I can you mm-hmm. know, afford that. This is your chance. Yeah. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. First three callers, Okay. 800-320-8255. Look, we're making it easy on Classic Mike, the first yeah. three callers. He's yeah, like, man. we could have said like callers 30, 31, and 32. Yeah. It looks to be a really f- a cool evening. I mean, Les is so, uh, Leslie is really passionate about mm-hmm. what, what she's talking about. And heck, who doesn't want to learn how to fight better? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think we should learn to fight better. What do you think? <laughs> we're doing okay. Okay. All right. I think All we're right. fine. We're not right. splitting up. That's no. a good sign. No, we're not. We're still here. Okay. <laughs> Keep those paychecks coming in. We need this job. We need it. Are you kidding me? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, what, oh, uh, hey, speaking of events, how about the uh, the J Film, which is the uh, Jewish yeah. Film Festival? Yeah, give me the details on that. Yeah, so the Jewish Film Festival, uh, it started out super tiny. I mean, it's tiny. It's not tiny anymore. No, no, no. Now it's over 11 days. It starts, uh, actually, it starts today through May 6th, um, 11 straight days, 20 films. 29 screenings, and numerous post-film programs. It sounds really cool. Um, I'd love to go see some of these films. And, of course, you know, just because it's a Jewish film festival doesn't mean they are, you know, clearly Jewish themes, right? Um, but you don't have to be Jewish to go enjoy good movies. Yeah, thanks for making right? that clear. Okay, yeah. They'll let, they'll let us in. Woody Allen for fans only. That's just, <laughs> right. just how it works. Right. If you're a Woody Allen fan, no, I'm not. And I don't know. Do you not, know I've only seen one Woody Allen film in my whole what? life? What? Really? Really? Yeah, I went with your What'd wife. What did you see? Blue. Oh, oh yeah, blue, yeah. 
not blue ivy. No, that's Beyonce blue jasmine. Stone. Blue jasmine. Yeah. You don't, you've never seen Annie I never, Hall. I never saw Annie Hall. I never saw a Woody Allen film. Well, now Until I mean, that. look. I mean, uh, now I don't want to because he creeps me out. Bill Cosby and Are you kidding all them, me. By the way, we're going to talk about Bill Cosby at 5.05 this afternoon. It's funny that Bill Cosby never appeared in a Woody Allen film. Can you imagine that? You kidding me? It would be dangerous. Uh, Yeah, so the uh, J film, it marks their 25th anniversary celebrating Jewish culture and community. It's online at uh, filmpittsburgh.org. Fantastic. All right. I like that. Hey, uh, something else that's kind of unrelated, but I saw it today and I thought it was interesting. Tell me. Um, you're a Netflix customer, are you? Oh, I've been an early... Uh, uh, you were the oh. one who first told me about Netflix. Yeah. Oh, no, we have to go. Okay, Classic Mike is saying, no, 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 we have to go to a break. We have to go to a break. Okay, okay I'll tell you about Netflix when we come back. If you bought $1,000 of Netflix stock in 2007, I want you to guess how much it'd be worth today. Why didn't I do that? Because I, I love, don't know. Cause I love Netflix like in 2004, yeah, well, you 2003. You should have acted on it. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon's Crump from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick fil of Pittsburgh. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because it just, there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With a hundred hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us, at extremetruck.net. 
If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Congratulations to Mandy, to Jim, and to truck driver Greg. Oh, yeah. Who all scored pairs of tickets for tomorrow night's fight night. This is not a wrestling match, isn't it? No, it sounds like it is, but it, it does, isn't. Right. So it's two people that are going to help you learn how to fight better. I like this. I like yeah. it an awful lot. Right. Yeah. Everybody can I mean, do I don't mean help. MMA. I mean, like, you know, verbal altercation. Right. Hey, you, you know, I'm upset with you because, you know, gay, 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 gay. All right. Before the break, we were talking about Netflix, yeah. John. Yeah. Uh, I think you were the first person to tell me what Netflix was. I was an early, early. Uh, I had a wait, the quick, maybe a year or so ago, I had a problem with my Netflix. So I, I called, which is shocking. I actually called Netflix. And I'm on the line with a guy, and he's like walking me through how to reset Netflix. He goes, Holy smokes, man, you're like an early customer. I said, How far back was it? I think he said 2003. Really? Yeah. So I was like in there from the very, because you know why? I didn't have cable. So I was oh, like, right. yeah, What? Yeah. What? And for Christmas, my family bought me a Roku box. Mm-hmm. And, and so that Netflix came through the Roku. So whenever that happened, I was, I mean, I was over the moon. I could oh, not my. believe it. That's, well, yeah. You sucked me in. And I became a Netflix. Well, I don't know how long I've been on board, but it's been a long time. Have you done the DVDs? Do you do the DVDs? Not anymore. Mike, do you do the DVDs? Yeah, Mike's doing the DVDs. Okay. See, now, I stopped the DVDs after I had one for three months. Oh. Okay, wait. Didn't watch it. Lost it. Mm. Reported it as lost. Mm-hmm. Paid about $40 for it. Really? And then the next day found it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. I figured, I don't think I'm adult enough to yeah. have this subscription any longer. The movie was Earnest Vacation, right? No, it was uh, it was Lost World. Oh, mm, mm, yeah. It was a good movie, could, but really? Probably, you buy that for 99 cents Of course, cents I, I could go to yeah. the exchange and get it for four ninety nine. I paid like 40 bucks for it. You get a yard sale for a, a nickel. And I still don't have a case. <laughs> a stupid little red and white envelope. Anyway, if you, John, yes. would have stopped talking to me about Netflix and actually invested some personal money in stock. What am I thinking? Okay, in 07. Yeah. What do you think that investment would pay right uh, now? Don't, don't tell me. Okay, well, one thousand. If you had a thousand bucks that you would have invested, which is you know probably not likely, but <laughs> <laughs> if you would have invested a thousand dollars, got a mattress, right? <laughs> it would be more worth more than a hundred and two thousand dollars. Holy smokes! Johnny. According to CNBC calculations, yeah, yeah. I saw the wave. I saw what it was, but did lifetime not total return of over ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Including price appreciation and dividend gains reinvested. That's, That's pretty impressive. Yep. Okay. So um, now, I mean, I, since I don't do the DVDs anymore, yeah. I watch what's streaming yeah. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a particular favorite that is kind of new to me. You mean uh, a series or a category? A series. Oh, what are you watching? Yeah. I'm watching um, the Dr. Brown Mysteries. Is it a British thing? Which are no, actually, produced by public television in Australia. Really? That's an Australian mm-hmm. thing. I've never watched an Australian anything before. Oh, you never saw Breaker Morant or any Australian films. Okay. No, nothing. 
Um, and so that and anyway, that's on Netflix. If you like mysteries, if you like like a BBC type of mystery that's kind of complicated, that yep. is long, they're about an hour and a half long. Um, you want to look into the uh, Dr. Brown okay. mysteries. Wait a second. You and uh, management were talking about that weird thing that you guys like. Oh, it's so weird, but it's What's so it awesome. Victorian Farm. Victorian Farm. Listen to me. This is on YouTube. This isn't on Netflix. This okay. is on YouTube. These three people. One is a historian, a domestic historian. Mm-hmm. This girl, this woman, not a girl. This woman, <laughs> why am I calling her a girl? She's a girl. <laughs> Hey, girl. Her name's Ruth, and she's got a PhD. Anyway. uh, (laughs) And she's a girl. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's her, and it's two men who are both um, archaeology experts. Mm. And they are British, and they specialize in British history. And so they have done a whole series of films for the BBC. But this one that I'm watching now on YouTube was the top-watched program for the year 2009 on BBC Two. These three people go to a, a well-preserved farm from the Victorian era. So at the end of the 18th century, mid to end, end of 18th, 1800s. And they have to live for an entire calendar year on this farm. Oh, wow. As Victorian farmers would have done. Oh, that's super cool. With only the food that they kill or that they can trade for. What? With no electricity. With, I mean, what? you name it. And you can't be cranky. And you can't be cranky. Oh. Victorian farm, it'll blow your mind. Really? I love that. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Mike Pompeo has been sworn in as the nation's newest Secretary of State. Mike Pompeo is moving from leading the CIA to being Secretary of State. I don't know of a person in the, in the United States of America that could have more current knowledge about what is happening around the world in its current role. Senate Foreign Relations Chair Bob Corker shortly before Pompeo was confirmed 57 to 42, one of the slimmest margins for a Secretary of State nominee in recent years. Michigan Democrat Gary Peters says there's a reason. I do not believe that Director Pompeo has the necessary experience, diplomatic, Skills. Pompeo's already been sworn in and is on his way to Europe and the Middle East to meet with allies. Sagar Megani at the White House. On Wall Street, they're up by 239 points. The Nasdaq rose 115. SRN News. You run your HVAC unit more than you run your car. But would you go a whole year without servicing your car? Prolong your unit's life and avoid expensive breakdowns with Pellis Heating and Cooling. Pellis will service your system to keep your unit running strong. Of course, if you have an emergency, a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day with after-hour calls returned within 15 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20-plus old-time crafters, sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old-fashioned chore girls will be churning 
churning butter, kneading bread dough, and rolling pie dough, and they'll need lots of helpers, too. Take the tour of our modern milking facility where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the Tour Cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside, too. So come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes, and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you. Springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Bath, for King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more, plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdul Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about 5 foot 11 with curly hair and a moustache. Oh, I see. Introducing Mute, sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute, breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code RADIANTHAIR. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 45 degrees. Tomorrow, clouds and breaks of sunshine with a shower and spots for the afternoon and evening. The high 66 degrees. Some clouds for tomorrow night, low 44. Variably cloudy skies for Saturday, breezy and cooler with a couple of showers in the area. High Saturday, 51 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Sad news. Um, Or, I mean, sad news, I guess, and good news that that justice has been done. But Bill Cosby was found guilty today of drugging and assaulting a woman, capping off his slow demise that began several years ago when all sorts of women began accusing him of sexual assault. Yep. 14 hours of deliberations uh, were required for the jury to reach a verdict. It happened about 1.30 this afternoon. And they determined that he was guilty on three counts of felony aggravated indecent assault. Yep. According to reports, and I'm reading here from foxnews.com, the comedian initially had no visible reaction in the courtroom as his fate was announced. But upon hearing the district attorney's request that his bail be revoked, he launched into an expletive-laden rant. Mm -hmm. Enough of that, said Judge O'Neill, who said he did not view Mr. Cosby as a flight risk, said he could be released on bail but would have to surrender his passport 
and remain in his nearby home. Now, each of these charges, these felony charges, um, uh, hold a 10-year sentence. They could run concurrently, but essentially, at the age of 80, Bill Cosby may spend his last days behind bars. The verdict now marks the bottom of a fall as precipitous as any in show business history, and it leaves in limbo a large slice of American popular culture from Bill Cosby's six-decade career as a comedian, um, a one-time actor, a stand-up performer. I mean, all those things have largely been shunned, and now, of course, they will go into the dustbin of history, as they say. At the retrial in the same courthouse, I'm reading from uh, today's New York Times, before the same judges last summer, a new defense team argued unsuccessfully that his accuser was a desperate con artist with financial problems who had steadily worked her famous but lonely mark for a lucrative payday. The prosecution, however, countered that it was Mr. Cosby who had been a deceiver hiding behind his amicable image as America's dad to prey on women Mm. that he first incapacitated with intoxicants. During closing arguments Tuesday of this week, a special prosecutor, Kristen Gibbons, said she is not the con he is, as she pointed to Bill Cosby. The, qu- the case was the first of, of many high profiles of the hashtag MeToo era. Candidates were required during uh, jury selection to provide assurances that the accusations against scores of other famous men would not affect their judgment of Mr. Cosby. Oh, you know, while this was going on, um, my son, who discovered Bill Cosby, like a lot of kids do, you know, um, we had it. We grew up like like many families with Bill Cosby on vinyl. Oh my gosh! Yes. Why is there air? Oh my gosh! And so my kid was going through my vinyl collection, and he found you know like four or five Bill Cosby albums. I remember with great special delight, he would sit up in his bedroom like we did mm-hmm. on a on a turntable and listen to those albums and and cry. He was laughing so hard. Because Bill Cosby, you have to oh, admit, I know. that's a Course. funny guy. Are you kidding? Myself. That's one of the funniest about, comedy albums I ever heard. How about Noah? How about the, the uh, Noah bit? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. that is The breakfast bit? <laughs> yeah. Fat Albert. I mean, mm-hmm. all those things. I mean, it just goes to show, right? I mean, we are made up of all these different particulars in our personality. This big, bright, funny guy. Also had a big capacity to use and abuse women. Uh, I just... I don't want to discuss any particulars, but who does that? I mean, that's, an, that's atrocious what he's been convicted of. Well, it's absolutely unthinkably atrocious. I think what's really interesting is considering the weirdness of the celebrity culture we live in today. I mean, you know, any celebrity could essentially walk into a room and go, yeah. yes, ladies, right. here I am for your taking. And right. many women would go, yes, yeah, Bill, right. we will take you. Mm-hmm. So why would you resort to drugging women? And then here's the weird thing. I mean, his poor wife. What what is that? All I know. Of? He's been married over 50, 56 years, I believe. It's a tragedy of it's of epic proportion. And I got to yes. be honest, you can't obviously compare instances of, you know, hashtag me too instances. But this makes the other ones look like nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this, this is, is this is a Gigantic. this is a sick strategy and practice that this man carried out over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as terrible as the other things that we've heard are, and they are, of course. you know, from Charlie Rose to you know who was the Today Show you guy, you know, 
all Matt Lauer. Of, uh, Matt, all of them are, are terrible. This is a whole other league. It is. Yeah, because it involves, you know, this super premeditation with drugs and one woman after another. And I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it just sick. goes to show you that the toxicity sick. of celebrity where you think I can do anything I want to. I am not. Yeah. There's no one that I'm accountable to. Not even God above. I'll just t- do what I choose to do. But it's also, a, I mean, it should be a warning to every one of us that whatever our public image is, we could be found out at any time. Yes. Any time. Especially today, it's easier than ever no to find doubt. out who you are. There's a guy, you know, one of the guys in the draft that the Steelers are looking at. I'm blanking on his name right now. You know what they released today? Mm. Is that his Twitter history is terrible. Oh, well, you know what? You should have thought about that before you started tweeting. I mean, look, whatever you think you're keeping to yourself, Mm -hmm. it'll come out. It's out out there in the open. You just have to know it can come out. It can come out. That's that. It should be a lesson to every single one of us to get our personal lives in order. Hey, speaking of that, uh, the hashtag me too, Charlie Rose. Yeah. What about him? So Charlie Rose apparently has made some effort to resurrect his uh, now uh, gone career and he wants to do a, a, a show well he where he will interview other ho- high profile men who have also been uh, toppled by the Come hashtag on. me too movement no way get out of here i'm seeing this today ki- oh so he- uh-huh Please. So he wants to come back. Spare me what? So they can talk about their commonalities, or he can like make himself look better compared to them. I, I would imagine that there'd be a, you know an element of confessional in this and mea culpa, right? Okay. I mean, well, there are different. There are better ways to do it than you getting on your TV soapbox and doing your old shtick. Forget who's it. Pick that he up? Lo- he he lost that right. Yeah. I don't know. I That's think for a sick. lot of no one's going to pick that up, are they? Well, I mean, it would probably you know people would tune in out of weird curiosity. But I just don't so know. that, and, and just keep in mind that he's going to get paid for that. Of course he is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, this is a weird world that we live in now, right? Where there are people are want to be voyeuristic at any level, right? So uh, people would. Tune what was that reality this. show we were talking about yesterday? That unbelievably weird vari- or reality show. Uh, I forget what, what, what was it. People who were auditioning for the circus. What? Is that what it was? No. No, what? What? It was another. It was another reality show. Remember, you said your sisters were watching it. I'm sorry, I'm blanking now on this. <laughs> yeah, your sisters were watching. Anyway, whatever it was, you and I thought, I thought, what? Like someone's watching that show? Yeah, I'm like sorry. someone's watching a reality show like that? Well, anyway, so I guess there would be people that would watch Charlie Rose, but any self-respecting producer would have to say, "Look, we're not. We're not." We're not paying you for this. You're not earning a dime off of this. No, no. I mean, you know, it's part of it. I don't deal. even want him to be able to resurrect his public image if he hasn't made appropriate well, confession. Why would you want to? I mean, why would you want? Of course, he wants to repair his public image. Well, he's not going to. But look, at this Maybe age, he thinks he can. How old is Charlie Rose? He's got to be he's, close to 80. Yeah, I think so. I think right? he might be over 80. I think to me that just goes to show the, um, the addiction of being in the public eye. Where people, yeah, I think you're right about like that. People like this have spent right. decades doing this, and, and you know they what? probably miss it. And you know what? I bet it's the same thing when it comes to the pastors that we've seen who have been disgraced. What do you mean? Is that being in front of a church, being in a pulpit is what they know. 
that's what seems normative to them. But is there them. no shame? And, but that's the same thing. It's the same. I'm, but is there Christ, no shame? Christians aren't any different than anyone else I in know, that regard. Is that you want to do what seems normal to you. And so you're going to go up and you could do your I mea culpa know. in the pulpit, but you're still in the pulpit. And so that was the place that you feel like you're most yourself. And well, look, so you want that back. But Charlie Rose. Or you don't want to give it up in the first place. I don't know. How do you walk down the street? How do you go out to dinner? How do you shop in the grocery store? Maybe Charlie Rose doesn't shop in the grocery store, but he lives in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He walks down the street. He's instantly recognizable. People have to talk to him or comment to him, right, about whatever. So what kind of feedback does he get that he thinks, this would be a good idea. I think I should go do this. Someone's whispering that in his ear, right? There's got to be a team of people around him, creatives, who are saying, yeah, Charlie, go for it. It's atrocious. I hope it never happens. It's a weird world. All right. Listen, as we go out, we're celebrating National Pretzel Day. Oh. We're eating, what are those pretzels called? They're called splits. From the Unique Company. Extra dark splits. These are fabulous. We've got hell of a good dip. Oh, we sure do. Because we love our pretzels on National Pretzel Day. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Jesus said, not a jot or a tittle of my word, not even the smallest comma will be separated from my word. Every word of God is pure. And therefore, we believe not only in the verbal inspiration of the scripture, but the plenary, meaning all of it. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. I didn't consider you at first, the customer said. I have heard your commercials for years. But when it came time to buy a new mattress, I simply went elsewhere. This is Ron Trzinski, the original Mattress Factory. For some customers, we have initially been a second thought. Instead of coming straight to us for a new bed, they have first shopped at department stores, furniture stores, and mattress retail stores. It is only when they see the products and the prices, the constant sales ads and countless models that they decide to give us a chance. One frustrated customer noted, they claimed they had sales, but the pricing was ridiculously high. I searched for the original mattress online and was absolutely impressed with all the knowledge on your website. He came in and took the model of his choice home that night. The original mattress factory was not the first place that popped into my mind, he said, but now you have a customer for life. The original Mattress Factory. Make us your first choice from this second on. Visit us on the web at OriginalMattress.com. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails, so it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 75% off labor and installation. That's 855 the number 4 new gutters. Call now and you'll even get a free $100 restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855 the number 4 new gutters and get LeafGuard today. 855 the number 4 new gutters. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. This month, drive into spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Ton Shelkin from my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. 
And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Volante and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Dr. Richard Mao is with us once again. Dr. Mao is a former president of Fuller Theological Seminary, the author of Adventures in Evangelical Civility, a Lifelong Quest for Common Ground. Dr. Mao, how are you? Yeah, sir? here I am. Hey, happy to be here with you. Hey. Richard, uh, first of all, first off, good to have you with us. Second of all, did you know that it's National Pretzel Day? No, I did not know that. I'm oh, so I know how sorry. disappointed you are when you're on the show. Yeah. We don't talk about food. Yeah. Wow, you caught me right in the middle of a broadcast. Just mm-hmm. you know, embarrassing. Me yeah. That I did not. It's embarrassing. Oh, I'm 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 actually sad for you. We're having <laughs> we're having pretzels and a French onion dip right mm-hmm. now in the yep. studio. Wow. Yeah. And they're good pretzels. They're like big dark pretzels. Oh gosh, I wish I was there. Me yeah, too. It's really good. So, come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So don't let don't let midnight come without you getting yourself a pretzel. Okay. I, I'm I'm uh, heading right for. As soon as I'm done talking to you guys. So. You're a wise man. That's Richard. what we want to hear. <laughs> All right, Richard. So talk to us. You've been thinking and writing about divorce and remarriage. Yeah, I have. And, you know, it's. I think it's such an important topic because uh, it, it comes so close to home for so many of us. And yet the church, certainly evangelical churches have had a reputation for being rather strict, although I think in recent years we've kind of drifted away from that strictness. And yeah. So there's just a lot of confusion about it. But, but not only divorce, but divorce and remarriage. I mean, those are the, the really the, that's the combination that's the difficult one. Right. And, and so in your article, Divorce is Tragic, But There is Hope, you tell a really interesting story about a buddy of yours who was married three times. Can you t- tell us that story, Richard? Well, it, it, he, I, I got to know him during his third marriage. I, I, I'd known him earlier, but I hadn't really followed. And he said, we were talking about how his life had gone. And he said, you know, it's just been terrible. He said, I was raised in a very conservative evangelical home. That's still my theology. He said, but I got married, and, and the first time, I, I, I went to my pastor and I said, look, this marriage is breaking up. I don't want it to, but uh, I just want you to know that I'm uh, waiting toward divorce. And the pastor says, well, um, that's really unacceptable in this church. And uh, I don't know what to do about it, but I just want you to know that we don't accept divorce. It's a terrible thing. The Bible condemns it. So he said he, he left the church, that one, and he went to a church that was more progressive. And they, he, he got remarried, and they, they had a rough time, and finally decided they would get divorced. So he went to his pastor of the second church, and he said, uh, I want you to know, I'm, I'm, we're going to get a divorce. And the pastor said, that's not a big deal. Uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, God bless you. Hmm. And... What he said to me was, I, I wish that 
I had a pastor who would say to me, that's just horrible. It's one of the deepest failures that a human being can experience. But at the same time, there's hope. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can have a new life. And uh, to me, that that was a powerful affirmation of uh, both the tragedy, the deep tragedy of it, and yet the possibilities of of new life and, and grace that comes into our lives. You know, how do you balance those? two things because if you go too far in either direction you you can either become a legalist or you become someone who doesn't believe that there's truth or that god cares about divorce well i don't know i mean you know what what i want to say is i i think i want to say those two things and then ask pastors and others so how do we deal with that you know uh we don't want to give up on people who have gone through divorce and i personally believe that we don't want to give up on people who have decided to remarry. Uh, in fact, in many ways, the, the remarriage thing, you know, as I said in my article, uh, we can we can uh, really be, be very critical of the fact that there is a lot of divorce. But why do people want to remarry? <laughs> I mean, there's something about this that, you know, we've always said that marriage was a good thing, and that God does, it is not good for us to be alone. So you have a 28-year-old 20, person who gets divorced, and you say to that person, uh, you got to be single for the rest of your life, you know. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you're asking a, a, a wonderful question, and I'm not a counselor, but I want to. I want to begin with those two things. You know, how do we, how do we help people who are going through this deep tragedy where they, it's a real failure, and at the same time, uh, not 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 condemn them to uh, a life where there's no relationship possible of this sort in the future? I think it's just an important question. Now, I think oftentimes, you know, especially in the church, when you see couples who have divorced, for me it's a heartbreak because they not only divorce from each other, but they also divorce from the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, where one spouse, you know, they're going to stay at the church. But that how they, do they not do that? I don't know. I don't know how you I don't, don't do that. I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's no good answer for any of this, right? For the children, for the spiritual life, for uh, it's just a mess. Uh, and I remember, and, and Richard, so are you. I'm sure you know. We're both old enough to remember when divorce was not necessarily, you know, it was not rare, but it certainly wasn't as common as it is oh, today. Right. I mean, it was. You know, I, I bet you in my high school class, I bet you nobody that I knew their parents were divorced, and, and yeah. now. It's just a pretty common thing. So, you know, like, you know, like what you wrote in your article and what Kath is saying, you don't want to make it like, ah, no biggie. But at the same time, you can't be wagging your finger and shaming somebody because it's important to, <laughs> it's important to be together and to uphold the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, right. So, again, I think that it's a pastoral problem. I mean, if we can agree, and you know, there will be people who disagree with me, you know, there are, there are still churches that, insist that remarriage is, is not not uh, biblically allowed. I mean, you know, we, we all ought to agree that the Bible does allow for, you know, traditionally uh, there's been a lot of agreement that the Bible allows for two two grounds for divorce, They're what we call biblical grounds, and the one is abandonment and the other is adultery. And in many ways, they're both really abandonment, you know. And I think what we've experienced in recent years, pastorally, is that 
there's a kind of an emotional abandonment. There's right. abuse, abuse, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and um, so, you know, I, I I know of a case just just recently somebody described to me. You know, he he just doesn't want anything. We're we're married, but we he doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. And I don't think he's having an affair, but he just. There's just no closeness at all. He doesn't show an interest in me. He pours himself into his work, and when he comes home, he wants to be on his own. Well, that's an abandonment issue, and she doesn't deserve that from him. Uh, and I'm not saying she should get divorced, but I'm saying it, it, this is a real tragedy in that marriage. Yeah. And uh, that happens. So, Richard, are are you saying that we as Christians are not compassionate enough in dealing with each other? I think that's true. Uh, I, I certainly, I want to say, I think certainly for evangelical Christians, which is really the community that I I want to address on this. I, I think we we have not been very compassionate, mm-hmm. and yet you know we all know that. I mean, we've got not not. If not personal experiences, we've got experiences that are very close to us of people who go through tragedies in their marriage, and uh, we've got to be more, more uh, aware of this. We've got to name it. We've got to deal with it as a pastoral issue. And frankly, I I want pastors who are immersed in these kinds of things to talk to each other and get ideas, creative ideas. I think, you know, the question you raised: uh, how do how do we do it? Well. Uh, I haven't been in any sustained discussions <laughs> of that, but I, I, I think there are pastors who can give us some pretty good ideas about how to do it. Yeah. You know, it, I remember years ago there was a, a conversation about the importance of premarital counseling. Yeah. And you know, and I think you know, people who are in the church would nod their head and go, "Yeah." I mean, a lot of pastors step forward and insist it's a necessity to have that. But yeah. even in the secular world, you know, that's still kind of looked as sort of something that's antiquated. But you know, yeah. the more you know going in, right, the the better it is for the you know, the future success of that marriage. Yeah. Um, and you can't just have people read books. I mean, I, I sure. when I was in seminary, I remember you know. I, professor saying any couple that wants to get married should read Bonhoeffer's life together well you know I know a lot of couples who aren't going to read Bonhoeffer's life together I mean it's not a level of writing even for them we're, we're talking about people who have never read any series you know they may read some devotional things and the like but you don't just hand a person a book and say you know read this this is all about human relationships uh We've got to do better than that. And I think videos can help. I mm-hmm. think we have online resources these days. There can be uh, uh, a lot of things. You know, good, good friends of mine, Cliff and Joyce Penner, are very strong evangelicals, and they're, they're sex therapists, you know. And they produce videos that are, are wonderful in terms of counseling people about sexuality and marriage. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in the future. You know, the the what we live in right now, and of course, the three of us can't comment on this, but you know, the uh, so-called hookup culture. I can't imagine what that's going to do to people who are getting right. married. I um, can't. No, no, no. You know, what will divorce rates be like in you know ten, twenty, thirty years uh, if right. people even choose to get married? Because of course, a large percentage of people just you know would live together or don't get married at all and just you know slide from bed to bed to bed. Yeah. 
And you see, this is this is the deeper stuff, and, and you guys are doing you know the right kind of thing to identify this. That we can talk a lot about statistics and all the rest, but the whole all of the real patterns of sexuality are changing. Yeah. I mean, my my grandkids uh, know so much more, knew so much more at age eleven <laughs> than I did when I was eighteen. Sure. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, man, it's just the uh, going to a public high school where, you know, they have friends who come out of the closet. They've got friends who've declared gender identity change. Uh, and I, I, I really think the church needs to take these issues on. And uh, I think there, we, we can do a lot of it by church education. And uh, increasingly, I think we can look to uh, just getting couples together, people together, looking at uh, maybe a, a well-done video that maybe spends 15, 20 minutes and have people talk about things together. And, uh, yeah, but Richard, even as you're talking, I can hear, I can imagine people listening and saying, this is ridiculous. You, you need to just say that divorce is wrong. I mean, you, you three are, you know... Skirting around the right, issue. Skirting around the issue. Um, how, how do you, I mean, how do you approach that? How, how, how do you take that view... Um, into account, which is biblically based. I'm not saying that they're making it up. You know, I'm not saying that that's too legalistic to say that divorce is wrong. But how do you combine that with compassion? I guess. Yeah, and and I think the first thing I want to say to those people is, hear me clearly. Divorce is wrong. <laughs> you know, it's a deep failure. Uh, people have made vows before God to each other, lifelong vows, and it's a terrible thing to have failed for whatever the reason for whatever the where the blame is it's a terrible thing but uh, uh, if, if somebody uh, a 40 or 50 year old person is saying that to me I'm going to say yeah but do you have kids who are in their 20s and they get married uh, suppose at age 32 uh, they, their, their marriage just, has just failed uh, what are you going to say to them then about the rest of their lives? And I think this is the important question. Uh, I, you can say it's wrong, it's tragic. Yeah, all of that is true. And I think we need to be saying that. But I don't want to say it in such a way that people who have just gone through it then hear uh, a kind of hopelessness about their own futures. Yeah. Well... What's okay. The answer? Yeah, I don't, Richard. I just got to say this. What we love about you is the fact that you're just willing to say the real thing, and you're able to hear from people who are going to say something different. I think that's what you were talking about all those years ago when you wrote Evangelical Civility, right? Is we have yeah. to be able to have conversations like this and right. not be the you know I have all the answers because we don't. No, that's right. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I think the two of you, you know, you, you, you're a lot like me in this regard. I mean. When we're talking about these issues, we're talking about people we know. We're talking about people we love who have gone through this tragedy. And and they have lives ahead of us and ahead of them. And, and we need to be saying things uh, to them, but also to the people who counsel them, to the people who preach sermons uh, to them. Because uh, uh, I think we have failed. I think... We hear so much about you know all this horrible secular culture, and 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 I agree with your your whole point about the hookup culture and uh, so many many other things, pornography and all the rest. 
Um, but, you know, a lot of this is, is due to the fact at least we need to take some responsibility for the fact that we have failed in all of this, that we haven't done the right kind of education in the past, that we have, uh, I want to say, you know, with the whole gay subculture, you know, I'm, you know, three of us are conservative on this, but we have been inexcusably cruel to people who have struggled with these issues, and that has not prepared generations to deal with these new challenges. Well, Richard, thanks an awful lot. Thank you. We appreciate your time here always. Hey, good to talk to you. And um, Now, do, do you buy those pretzels? Are, are you advertising these pretzels? We no, are, no, no. John no. bought them for me, which I think is nice, but then he went ahead and ate like three-quarters of them. So. <laughs> well, because Kathy always says she just wants to fit in her pants, and I just say get bigger pants. <laughs> Hey, happy, happy pretzel day. Yes, thanks. <laughs> you thanks, too, Richard. Richard. Blessings to both of mm-hmm. you. You Thank as well. You. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Richard Mile, he's a former president of Fuller Theological Seminary. I wonder if Richard gets to talk about food with anyone else on national radio program. I don't think he does. Okay. Yeah, traffic. It is what it is. Installed cars on the Kennedy Expressway. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life, family. It felt right. Then come to find out, Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Solutions Group, Inc. This May... Family Life is launching a new movement of intentional parenting, and it all starts at a movie theater near you. Family Life's very first feature film, Like Arrows, explores the joys and heartaches of parenting with a story that spans 50 years. Join us in theaters across America for a special two-night showing of Like Arrows, the movie, followed by an exclusive after-show feature with Family Life's Dennis and Barbara Rainey, filmmakers Alex and Stephen Kendrick, and me, Bob Lapine. You'll leave encouraged and equipped with powerful next steps to make Jesus the center of your parenting. Like Arrows, the movie, will be in theaters two nights only, May 1st and 3rd. You can view the trailer or find theaters near you at likearrowsmovie.com. Again, go to likearrowsmovie.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. 
This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 45 degrees. Tomorrow, clouds and breaks of sunshine with a shower and spots for the afternoon and evening. The high 66 degrees. Some clouds for tomorrow night, low 44. Variably cloudy skies for Saturday, breezy and cooler with a couple of showers in the area. High Saturday, 51 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. All right, so keeping our conversation on marriage and divorce and the difficulties in relationships. <laughs> it's a little happy topic no, for no, your ride home. But this is interesting. I, okay. I want to hear right. what you think about this. This is a story out of Cleveland, Ohio, um, Fox. A study from Harvard Business School found that 25% of divorced people, a full quarter of divorced people split over housework disagreements. <laughs> 25% of people what? who divorced, divorced over housework disagreements. Wait, what does listen, that mean? Listen, researchers uh, surveyed, surveyed 3,000 committed couples, okay? And they came to the conclusion that almost, I mean, a full 25% could not agree on housework duties. The splitting of the chores. The splitting of the chores or the doing of the chores at all. Hmm. And that led precipitously to the end of really? their marriage. Holy smokes. Researchers also found that in the same 3,000 committed couples. No, that's the whole different group because the, three, the first 3,000 were divorced. The second 3,000 are committed couples. They found that spending money on cleaning services. Oh, yeah. Like getting someone to clean their house. Wouldn't that be great? Right. Equaled greater relationship satisfaction. I am sure. Do you think? Yeah, of course. Okay. Have you and your wife? Okay. Have you ever fought about housework? Ha- fought about chores? Uh, no. I mean, we, we, you know, we string it on on other subjects, but, but generally, not that one. No. Yeah, I don't think my husband and I have ever no disagreed, fought over chores. No, other I, things, but not chores. I mean, you know, we. we I grew up in a family, you know, in a large family, there were chores were doled out. And so, you know, you just, you have to do it. Just mm-hmm. go do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a mess, clean it up. And we all, we just split them up. I think we're pretty good about chores. Yeah. Oh. It's not, it's not, a, that's not an issue. That's not okay. one issue in our marriage. Okay. Got you, it. You guys are okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. But 25%. Now, wouldn't it be nice though? I mean, wouldn't you love to have like, you know, someone come in and clean and that whole thing? I do have that. What? You you have like a little cleaning service? I have my friend Kathy. You pay Kath to come mm-hmm. over? Mm-hmm. Is that with a C or a K? K. Really? I love Kath. Now, do you clean before she comes? Always. Oh, yeah. See, that's the problem. And, and here's the thing. I um, 
I she does not clean my house. What'd she clean? cleans certain things in my house because I can't afford to have her clean my whole house. What to be clean? brutally honest, she cleans your jewelry. No, <laughs> I wish someone cleaned my my jewelry's not good enough yeah, to be cleaned. Of course, it's not right. Really, yeah, yeah. it would all fall apart. Um, she cleans my bathroom. Okay, and she cleans my kitchen. Those are the two big Those things that, that she cleans. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, every how often? Other week. Every two weeks, someone comes in. Takes about how long? Right. Uh, well, I don't know because I'm never there. Okay. It's when I'm at work. So I how would say you, an hour and a half or two hours. How did you determine that you were going to do that? Um, she is a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and she needed a job, and I needed some. I really wanted so somebody to yeah. yeah. And You're so here. It so worked like, out. So it's working out well for both of us. When you come home from doing the show. You don't want to clean the bathroom. I really don't. No, I, I get that. Uh, that's that is. I don't want to clean the bathroom, but I I do. Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, it's, it's but it's oh, a horrible job. Of course job. you do. No, and okay. you got to see on top of it. Okay, so what about what are the things that you like, like a, a, the chore that you hate the most, and the chore that you don't mind doing? The chore that I hate the most. <laughs> um, you know what? Well, this is here's the weird thing. Okay, so our kids have chores, right? Now, more often than not, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, guys. Hey, do this, you know, and that becomes the 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 uh, chore. It's yes. just getting them to do the chore. My nagging is right. the chore. That's nice. And I bet so, you love that. That's oh, a drag. And so then finally, I, I then you have two choices. You know, the kids, you're home or alone, or you know, your wife's there, and the kids aren't there, and the chore still isn't done. So you go, okay, well, I'm either going to wait with the overflowing, disgustingly stinky garbage can right. and recyclables, right. recyclables, or I'm just going to just go I do it. I always end up doing it. And Me then too. I hate myself and Me. I think I'm a horrible parent because I'm not teaching them anything. That is exactly oh, where I am. So time. so doing my kids' chores is my worst chore. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I despise that. Mm-hmm. Like I take the garbage out and go, what am I doing this for? Right. I'm thinking it was – and even worst – so we put our garbage cans, you know, outside in the back of the kitchen. And then on garbage night, I take his chore, one of his chores, take the garbage down the driveway and put it out. Well, he doesn't do that. Right. He's so- elsewhere. So I text him, oh, yeah, I'll get. So then the next morning at 745, you hear, no, here come the garbage guys. But and the garbage isn't out there, and no. then there's terror and panic, oh, and you're all running around the like, house hating each other. I tell you, get the garbage. You know, and he's like, okay, then. He's like, oh, <laughs> Mr. You know, easy peasy. All of a sudden, I'm living with like Jim Chill, and I'm like losing it. So I'm like hating that, that whole thing. So that's what I hate. That's I hate awful. administering the chores that are not being done mm-hmm. consistently. And I'm the policeman, the bad guy, the bad cop. Right. Okay. Uh, best chore? Yeah. I love to clean the top of the stove. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Really? With that special cleaner? Um, or yeah. no, you don't have an electric stove like no, I do. No. Okay. I have, I have a, to use the no, special a gas stove. stove. Okay. And so, you know, there's all that mess. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah it's yeah, funky. Yeah. yeah. But man, when I clean that thing. You feel good about yourself? Because that's, you know, it lasts for a few days. Sure. You walk in the kitchen and go. I cleaned that thing within an inch of its life, and it looks good. Nice. I feel really nice. Good. You know, it's I'm all glad done for. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Uh, worst, worst and best chores. Worst chores doing the bills. 
Oh. Doing the bills. I'm so glad my husband does the bills my, now. My we went through different chores. phases. Initially in our marriage, I did the bills, yeah. and he's just better at it. He's doing the bills. Oh. Favorite chore, I can vacuum at any time. Oh. In fact, I just vacuumed Classic Mike's office the other day just because I like it so much. Oh, we got a video up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, find us on That's Facebook. Right. The right Open John and Kathy. You can see me vacuuming She loves it Classic so much. Mike's She's office. doing chores here at, <laughs> at the station. Which is I'm very telling nice. you, it's so good. When you hear all that stuff getting sucked up, you're like, yeah, oh, that's good. I am yeah, after yeah. this. Hey, this is funny. My wife, uh, she runs a small business, and she took my mother's uh, sweeper after my mother passed away. You know, all this stuff comes your way. So she's got this little you know, storefront, and she's had my mother's vacuum cleaner at her storefront. My mother has, has been gone 14 years. Today, the last night she came home, she said, your mom's vacuum cleaner finally died. She said, I... It was smoking and burning. I got afraid of it. I unplugged it and put it out back in the dumpster. And I thought, I said, Mom, Mom, it's gone. Thanks and, for the vacuum, Mom. my mom was like the most excellent cleaner in the history of women who cleaned. And, that, to, you know, that to me was sort of like the final, you know, touch I had with her. Mm-hmm. Her vacuum cleaner gone. Anyway, good chores, bad chores. Mm-hmm. You got to do them. Yeah. Because don't do. you want a clean house? Of course you a do. A new house? Of course. Of course you do. Yeah. Back in a minute. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How do you see the world around you? The need for the hour is for Christians to have a Christian world view that is based on truth. Hear Adrian Rogers' insightful study, A Christian Worldview, How to Speak the Truth in Love, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. This is Jay Hagerman of Hagerman Law. You had your will done years ago, but a lot's changed since then. At Hagerman Law, we believe it's always good to have a second set of eyes on the big decisions in life that deal with your assets and the people most important to you. We understand the nuances of elder law, issues like Medicaid, federal aid and attendance for veterans, and how they affect your estate and the ones that you love. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit HagermanLaw.com. If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product. And they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com text sleep to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com the economy is growing businesses are hiring and americans are feeling good about their future opportunities looking to upgrade your career
career? Word FM hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at wordfm.com now to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at wordfm.com. baby boomer yes i am are you yeah i was born in the year where post-world war ii the most people were born oh is that right yeah wow so you have a lot of friends is that what it is yeah it's easy to find friends Mm -hmm. trying to lose some (laughs) i hope i'm not i hope i'm not in. no 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 you're top of the list Mm -hmm. too many friends right do you have i mean uh, i have too many friends to keep up with right now I'm having that problem, and I feel really guilty about it. Uh, wait, I have no, friends that I love and just don't have enough time that's, to, that's just to it. see. That I is hate just that. it. I Somebody really, came really in, hate that. A buddy of mine came in from Manhattan. I didn't see him. And you're like, what is wrong with me that I didn't see the him? Worst. The worst. The absolute worst. It. I'm like, hey, what the heck, man? Okay, so you're a baby boomer. So one of the- Are you a uh, boomer? No, you're no, not No, I'm a millennial. Are you a millennial? No, I'm not a millennial. What am I saying? I'm a Generation Xer. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had Generation X. I'm Generation X. What's the what's the far? Do you know what the deadline is on that? You no, know that? I think it's like nineteen. I think Generation X is like nineteen sixty two to nineteen, really? maybe sixty three or something, sixty five, something like that to nineteen eighty. Okay, eighty. Gen. So how does it go? Boomer, Gen X, Millennial. Millennial? Really? No. no. Millennials in 1981. No, you're right. That can't be millennial, can no, it? No. Is that Generation Y? I don't know. And then it's Who millennial. can keep up with know. this stuff? I don't know. Okay, well, let me What's ask you problem? this. When you, well, there are a lot of problems. Okay. But I've been interested in an ongoing sense with this gap that has come to the fore since Donald Trump started his campaign for president. And that is that um, kids today who I would say kids, anyone who's less than 30, are expressing a gap in understanding and language between them and their parents. Oh, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. And, and not to speak out of school, but I would say that New Mike is the perfect example of that. Could be. Yeah, right? because New Mike's 30 years old. Mike is 30 years old. And I, when, we, when I talk to New Mike, there are so many things like, you know, I presuppose you have a certain base of knowledge about mm-hmm. things, history, right. current events and whatnot. Mike doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not – and I don't think it has anything to do with youth. I think it has something to do with – A different way of speaking and a different way of seeing things. Yeah. Now, it was in the news simply because when there were, you know, baby boom parents – who were identifying as Christians and voting for Donald Trump, their kids were saying, how can you be a Christian and vote for someone who has this type of moral outlook on the world and conducts himself in this way? And but that's the, more than a generational thing. Well, but I think it is a generational thing because the, the news reports are showing that, that kids were unable to understand the activities of their parents, especially their voting preferences or, hmm. or the voting uh, leanings of their parents. So, and they were saying, well, we are the generation of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, yeah, yeah. right? We're the ones that we, we don't have any religious affiliation. Here. We don't have any constraints. We don't have any allegiances to denominations or whatever. But we look at that and we, that looks inconsistent to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Get that, sure. My question for you is, since you were a baby boomer, when you were growing up, did you see that type of generation gap between you 
and your siblings and your parents or your parents' generation? Well, what I think when I first discovered a true generation gap was because uh, I grew up during the Vietnam War, and so uh, what I witnessed, you know, I was I'm six, I'm 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 the next to the youngest of seven kids, so I lived vicariously good, bad, and otherwise, through my older siblings, which was a wonderful way to grow up. It really was. I mean, the great education I received from from the five of them in front of me is fabulous. But I remember the Vietnam War being so contentious, and my brother, who is six years – so when I was 12, my brother was 18. My brother and my father would get into it so heated. I mean, it's Over the, the war? Oh, yeah. It would scare the heck out of me. At one point, my brother and my father got into a fist fight in the living room. I mean, we never, we never had any kind of violence like that in my house, but it was a flashpoint. And these guys had just gone at it. I thought, I thought the war, I thought the world had come to an end. I mean, I remember crying, thinking we have lost our minds. That huge gap. And my father was pro America, of course, and pro America's right to be in that war. Where my brother and that generation was like, this is completely and totally wrong. This is Mili Massacre. This is, you know, the worst of America. But that's ironic because your brother ended up going into the war. He was drafted. And my brother would hold a resentment against my father for many years because my brother said the morning that he had to go, he, he, he was drafted. He went to basic training, came home for a, a couple of days. You know, I don't know how many long, long that was. But that morning that my, my brother had to go to Vietnam to get the plane to go to the airport, we as a family, it was like a Sunday morning, we all slept in. So my dad woke my brother up in a hurry and said, get dressed. And years later, my brother would say, your dad, my dad was in such a hurry to get me to the airport. He was flying. He was like, you know, way over the speed limit. And, he said, and my brother said, he could have driven me to my death and never seen me again. He was so mad about that. Of course, that didn't happen. My brother survived the Vietnam War. But, I mean, that, that kind of stuff, yeah. that ran super hard and heavy for many, many years. There's a big generation gap there. Let's continue this in, on the other side. We'll take a break and be right back. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a compassion sponsor. Choose your child now at compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. Let's see here. Fire protection. Check. Uniforms, mats, and restroom products. Check. First aid cabinets and safety products. Check. Great. So it sounds like we're ready to go. Uh, no. When I said check, I meant we still need to check on all those things. Just call Cintas. They can handle all of it. It's what they do. Okay. Call Cintas. Check. I mean, got it. Oh, I'm ready. Learn how Cintas can help you get ready for the workday. Visit Cintas.com. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half off a completely made up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. 
And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Wrapping up National Pretzel Day for us. Yeah. I've had my fill. You have eaten a lot of pretzels. I have. I mean, you're not, gonna, you're not going to eat dinner tonight, so that's no. kind of your dinner. I'm headed to the uh, Pittsburgh public to see Hamlet. You yourself are headed to the TV. I am headed to the TV because I will. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing my Penn's jersey. Let's go Penn's. Proudly. Very today. nice. And Mike's got his uh, yeah. Penn's t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, back mm-hmm. in the bird. Yeah, I o- like it. Ovechkin versus Crosby. I cannot absolutely wait. I will say, just by purposes of full disclosure... I'm nervous about this series. Why wouldn't you be? I am. Of course you I'm would be. I'm just nervous, nervous about the series. Just just trying to share how yeah. I really feel. Not that that means that I'm not optimistic, because no, I am. No, no, no. But it's I'm nervous depends. about it. It's, I would feel better if we had Malkin. I really would. I would Hagelin. feel a lot better with Gino. Yeah. Hagelin, for sure, especially on the penalty kill. That is yeah. a serious worry of mine tonight. Any idea when they when they may come back? Well, Gino went on the trip. To Washington, they're going to stay down there. They're not going to come back okay. uh, during the, so the two games. Sign. So he could play maybe in game two. But Hagelin, but Hagelin did not go, mm. which made me wonder if maybe he had a concussion. Oh, they haven't said not. that, but may, you know, obviously, if you're concussion, you don't want to be in an airplane. Sure, I wondered sure. if that, you know, they're they're infamously quiet about details. Of course, when it comes to injuries in the right. NHL. What time's the face-off? I think it's 7.30. So it's a weird time. And it's, uh, you know, we're done with the Root Sports or the AT&T thing now. Now we're on Nash. Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich is calling tonight's game, by the way. I love that voice. I'm super. My favorite caller of any game in any sport ever. Me too. Pens in six. Pens in six. Yeah. Okay. I would like for it to be pens in six. I'm going to say pens in seven. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Paul Ryan has announced that he won't be running for re-election again this fall. He was first elected to Congress. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.